Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here as always with co-host Jesse Lucier and our head honcho, Mr. Paul McLean. Gentlemen, it's getting to that sweet time of year. The playoffs are just around the corner. How are you guys? What's going on? Yeah, doing pretty good, we man. Heating up, boys. We are heating up. Best time of the year is right around the corner, boys. I'm stoked. <laughs> Yeah, playoffs hot, just boys. around the corner, under 10 games left in the season. A lot of things happening across the league the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Boys, let's get right into tonight. Uh, our first period tonight is brought to you by our good friends at the China Hockey Group. Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and Southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Island League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, let's kick off tonight's episode with our A big question. Bite. Oh, hey, Paulie. big bite. I'm getting this one right today, Paulie. I'm big getting it bite. right. I have a good I have a really good feeling here, Jess. I think you're going to get this one because, you know, there's been a bunch of people that has been getting 100 points lately. Ooh. Have you seen this in the news? I don't know if you've seen this in the news. But there's been a couple of guys getting 100 points, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A couple of guys. Who's the first person? In the NHL to score 100 points in a single season. Oh, this has got to be multiple choice, Polly. This is not multiple choice. I'll give you how many points he got. He got 126 points. First person in NHL history to get 100 points. He did get 126 points. There's no multiple choice, Chris. It's not not playoff season yet. Mm. We're just going to go with straight up first person. There's only been one. First person, not second person. First, there's only been one first person. Oh, only been one okay. first person. Who's the first person? Jess, do you got a guess on this one? 126. 126. 126. 126. 126. So it, it had to be pre Gretzky era, but probably mm-hmm. right before Gretzky, right? Well, Bobby yeah. Orr had 100 one year. So maybe Bobby probably got something like that. Yeah. That was a while ago. I gotta get. I gotta get uh, my mind straight here. Oh my gosh, Polly! Hundred points, boys. I'm gonna go with. I'm going with Guy Lafleur. Ooh, I like your. I like the way you think. Might be earlier though. Might be too. I might be too late. I might be too late. Might have been earlier than him. Might have been too late. Might have been too late. I'm just gonna say it's too late. But anyways, I'm. God damn it! I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Rocket Richard. Ooh, that was probably closer to the, the time frame. Damn it. Yeah. But boy, sorry. Uh, what do what you was second guess? Yes, second guess. No second guess. Well for the century here. Jesse Move was on. gonna say, was it? I'm just gonna ask who Jess thought his, what his other guess was. What what do you think, Jess? Uh I was gonna say Gordy, but uh no, nah, you probably better with the other one. <laughs> sorry, boys. Right. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> First person, a Mr. Philip Esposito. Philly. Oh, I should have known it was a Bruins question. Yeah, I wonder he looks so happy. 1968-69. I mean, it was a while ago. None of us were born. Wow. First person, first first person in history. First, first we person were history. not born. And right. he had 126. Not only did he have 100. Smashed it. 126. Smashed it. Back in 68-69. That's a while ago. All right, let's move on because our record in trivia is not good, gentlemen. So tonight's 
Big Bite of the Week, brought to you by our friends at the Big Bite Restaurant. Folks, check them out at thebigbite.hk. They're known for their great Canadian food, great Canadian sirloin burgers, steaks. They got milkshakes. They got poutines. It feels like home. Uh, stop by for a bite to eat at the location in uh, Shektong Shoi. And uh, yeah, tell them you uh, tell them we sent you and get a nice discount. Boom. Maybe some free, Maybe some free wings from Joe if he's around. Uh, so, gentlemen, I've been pretty hard on Mike Smith since the moment that he was traded to the Oilers, um, thinking that they're, you know, blowing this opportunity to have, you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl and all these superstars in the lineup and just blowing it because they don't have any goaltending. And just so happens, Mr. Smith had quite a week this week, uh, becoming the sixth goalie over 40 to get back-to-back shutouts and i mean at a really really important time in the season um both four nothing wins over the predators and golden knights two teams that are battling for playoff spots guys these are huge wins for mike smith and the edmonton oilers and you know there might have been some bigger stories across the nhl the last couple weeks but with all the with all the grief I've been given this guy, I just, you know, I felt like I owed it to him to, uh, to give him some, some love this week. So Mike Smith boys, big, big, big bite of the week. Uh, Jess, what are your thoughts on, you know, what's happening in the, in the crease at Edmonton? Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are changing their tune on this Edmonton Oilers hockey club. Um, you know, what, what's crazy to me is that, uh, Koskinen was actually playing pretty well. I still can't wrap my head around the fact he wears number 19, but, he was playing well. And then Smith comes off of, you know, the, the, uh, he comes back from injury and yep. then they just put him right in and he starts playing like this. So eight, eight, know? one and one. So who's the guy now? Who's the guy you're 10 games oh, away from playoffs. hundred percent Mike Smith. And so you're going with you Mike know, Smith, huh? Yeah. I, but do you know what they, I think it's one of those situations where if they get into a long series, they'll be able to go to Koskin and for a game, especially if they have back-to-back nights, who knows what the schedule is going to be like. It could be condensed. So, you know, I, you, like you said, Koskinen has been playing a lot better lately. But since March 17th, Smith is 8-1-1 one, and one, with a 1.98 goals against average and a .94 save percentage. That is, so, that is pretty good, man. That I is. mean, I've been ripping on Mike Smith for the last three seasons on this podcast. And in clutch time, he's showing up right now. So, you know, yeah. coming back from that injury, like you said, maybe he's feeling refreshed. Maybe he got it. You know, he's just in the zone right now. So hopefully, you know, I have the Oilers going to the cup. So uh, hopefully he stays hot. Yeah. Well, they're definitely going to need that. I mean, he's going to need to put those numbers up if they have it, if they have any shot at, at going far. But, um, man, you, you know, you get dry, you get dry style scoring the way he is. You get McDavid playing this way. Yeah. Yeah. It's- yep. So Mike Smith, gentlemen, the big bite of the week. Jess, what do you got for us? Is there okay. lightning happen? Is there lightning happening behind you? Dude, right it's now, Jess? a huge storm here right now. <laughs> so folks, we're on, in town. you guys aren't getting to see these videos, but Jess has got an absolute lightning storm storm happening right behind him. It is, is that <laughs> no, a man. sliding patio door, like a big, huge glass door? Uh, well, right behind me is the window. So, oh, that's if, a window. Okay. If my thing goes quiet, it's probably because I just got electrocuted. But you know what? Yeah, that's we'll too- keep an eye on the lightning. If it gets too we'll close, we'll keep this we call this one. Yeah, yeah. What do you got so, for us? We'll keep the uh, momentum going here. I want to. Uh, we got a found feel good story. This is, um, you know, it's kind of in line with a lot of the things we've been talking about so far this year. A lot of barriers being broken, a lot of glass ceilings being smashed. Another one. Um, uh, so for our found feel good story, uh, this is brought to you by found Asia's first CBD concept store and cafe found is on a mission to bring the life changing benefits of cannabinoids back to the region from its flagship store tucked away in the leafy Shangwan neighborhood. <laughs> um, uh, you can also find them online found provides a relaxing and supportive environment to discover the benefits of CBD and CBG through a selection of infused F and B items and retail products. You can check them out on Facebook or Instagram or at found.hk use discount code ATP 10 to get 10% off. You got to check them out. So the found feel good story, a woman named Corey Chevery. She's just been named the assistant coach of the Canadian men's national under 18 team. That's the first time a woman has been named to the Canadian national, uh, to be a coach on the team. You might've heard of her. She just won a gold medal with the women's national team. Corey, I think it's pronounced Chevery, Chevery, 
But anyway, everyone's going to know her name now. Um, so just wanted to flag that to you guys. She's been with uh, Ryerson before that for the last five years. Ryerson's a team in Canadian University Hockey. In the last five years, that program has really turned themselves around too. So obviously this woman knows what she's doing. So awesome to see that. Um, that's a found feel good story. I mean, it's, it's been a big year for the NHL. Eh? I mean, we've been flagging these stories all year long, man. This is just awesome. Yeah, man. Huh? It's, it is awesome. There's all kinds of stuff happening. Um, this is the, yeah, like you said, the first woman to coach a Canadian men's t- team. So yeah. huge story, just another step in the right direction. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Jess, they've been breaking barriers all year and it's just, you know, it's, it's time. So yep. it's, it's exciting to see the NHL kind of maybe even taking a, a, a faster approach and a, and a better step than most uh, major sports. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. That's our found feel good story, boys. Excellent. So before before we end the first period, guys, let's have a quick check at the playoff race. I mean, we don't have to talk much about the Eastern Conference. As we know, the Isles are out of it uh, 15 points back, even though they are playing better hockey lately just too little too late um, so the, the 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 big the big stories right now is in the west i mean uh the st louis blues on an absolute tear winning eight in a row um there's you know they just basically jumped into second place and uh took over second place on minnesota in the last week and a half uh the the oilers are on their big huge run um but looks like it's going to come down to la nashville D- dallas and vegas boys i don't know vegas only has six games left um they're currently four points out of a playoff spot uh three points behind edmonton or be- behind la actually so three points out of a playoff spot this is not what the what we thought was going to happen in this division uh the dallas stars are somehow winning games close games it seems like every single night uh nashville predators hot and cold i have no idea what's going to happen coming down the stretch uh what are your guys thoughts no you're right man uh, i think the biggest one that jumps off the page to me is, is vegas you know i had them uh them and edmonton kind of manhandling this division at the beginning of the year as as, as i think we've well documented but mm-hmm. uh man this vegas team I'm a bit shocked to tell you the truth, um, you know, and you got to give credit to the Canucks and, and Boudreaux. Like, you know, they've kind of uh, made a, a run of things, but you know, the, the points are so tough to come by and really yeah. anything could happen in this last, you know, 10 games. I mean, there's still 20 points on the board and a lot of these games, the NHL does a great job at, they try to schedule this last, you know, these last 10 games, you'll see a lot of, a lot more divisional matchups. Yeah. Um, so that's always entertaining. Usually you see that coming down the stretch. Cause that's when they know is when, you know, these moves happen. So that's a I good mean, question. That's a good point, Jess, because yeah. it's, it's, I hope it comes down to a couple of, you know, LA Vegas games and, and, and it might. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, a couple of disappointing teams. I, I think, you know, Vegas for sure. Uh, LA has just been a, a really nice surprise. I think to the whole league it's still kind of crazy to me when you compare this conference to the East where it's really just been a runaway race, but now you've got probably four, maybe even five teams with an outside shot here looking at this of, of maybe sneaking in, you know? So, um, but this is the best time. Like every single shift right now is so tight. Even yeah. you know, the top, top teams. I watched Carolina play Colorado today. Um, I mean, it was a goal fest, but you can just tell now, like the, the intensity's dialed up. Some teams now are thinking, you know, this could be our year. This might be the year. And um, I mean, this is what we live for. This is what hockey's all about, man. You know, it's great to see that it's not just the same teams playing over and over like we had last year. I mean, mm-hmm. man, if you're a hockey fan, this is awesome. Absolutely, man. And it looks like I'm just looking at Vegas' schedule. They've got the Devils, the Caps, the Sharks. The Stars, Blackhawks, and then the Blues to end the season. So right. they got six games left, and they got one game at hand on on LA, and they're three points behind them. LA first, I, guys. I don't know how they've been doing this all year. They're just hanging in there. Like if you yeah. take a look, they are actually um, currently minus four and still hanging on to a playoff spot. Vegas plus eighteen. Um, you know, seems to be the much better team. The injuries that the Kings have been going through in the last month and a half, like the fact that they're still there, 
Todd McCollin doing an amazing job in LA. Um, but it, it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to Vegas, LA, I think, guys, because it looks to me like Nashville and Dallas got things, are going to have things wrapped up in the wild card. And it's going to come down to who's going to finish third in the Pacific. So, hey, five, six games left. It's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting uh, week in the NHL, boys. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, let's move on. Tonight's second period is brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. Let's keep with the 100-point uh, uh, theme we got going on here, boys. Oh, gosh. Are you ready for another Come on, Jess. Come on, Jess. 100-pointer, boys. 100-pointer. All right, this will be... A little bit of uh, multiple choice. So here we go. Which of the following set a record for being the youngest 100 point player? Okay. Youngest 100 point player. Yeah. Was it Dale Howardchuck? Was it Bobby Orr? Was it Wayne Gretzky? Or was it Rick McClatch. Oh. <laughs> that last name's made up. <laughs> that last name's made up. <laughs> I could be pronouncing it wrong. I could be pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. M-A-C-L-E-I-S-H. Something's telling me Howard Chuck. Something's making that name jumped right out at me when Paul said it. So I'm going with my gut. I'm going with Howard Chuck. So Sidney Crosby... Sidney Crosby got 100 points his rookie year, and he played yeah. in the NHL at 18. Yeah, yeah. we're talking the difference of months here, probably, or days. Yeah. Right, could be. So could be. It can't, it's not Gretzky, because Gretzky wasn't in the NHL at 18. He was okay. in the WHA. That's right. correct. Indianapolis Racers. Yeah. Hey, there's my trivia answer for tonight. That should get me a half a point, Paul. Uh, yeah, I, I you can just point. make up your own question. Yeah, well, I, I mean. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with Howard Chuck. I'm going with Howard, Howard Chuck. Chuck. Okay. Come on, baby. Answer is Rick McLeish. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I'm bullshitting it. I'm bullshitting it. was Howard Chuck. Both these guys. Yes. <laughs> Sound the alarms, folks. Sound the alarms. Make that the lead off. Make that the lead off. We actually got one right. Yeah. Paul, insert crowd applause here. Howard Chuck was 18 years old and 11 months when he oh, started. Wow. Well, what team was it with, boys? Half point each, if you get it? The Jets. Jets. Okay, fuck it. I'm taking away that. You don't get it. <laughs> it was, was with Jets. Okay, half point each. Half point each. Should be two right. bonus points. Jets were on fire. <laughs> we're crushing. We're nasty at trivia. Crushing it. All right, yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back later with another hundred point question. All right, thanks, thanks, Uncle Paul. Right. I'll wake you up. Have Just fun. have a quick nap. I'll wake you up in the Gosh. third period. Okay, bud. See you guys. See you guys later. All right. Paul's had a long week, folks. Peace out. All right, Peace Jess. Um, this week's uh, spill of the week brought to you by our friends at Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. Um, boys, they've got a new location opened up, sixty two Peel Street. Uh, um, amazing uh, selection of craft beers. Uh, great location. Uh, they're not open on Mondays, as we found out last Monday. So don't go there on Mondays. <laughs> but uh, check them out at YarleyBrothers.hk. They've also got the Beer Shack out on Llama. And you can order their fine products online anytime and get delivery right to your home. So check them out, as I said, at YarleyBrothers.hk. So the spill of the week or the most disappointing story of the week uh, probably was actually the biggest story of the week, gentlemen, the loss of the great Mike Bossy. Um, just a tremendous loss in the hockey community. Um, you know, all the all the the highlights and and 
you know, stories I've been reading about him lately, you know, when someone passes, you, you start to hear all these things, amazing things that they've accomplished throughout their careers. And it just keeps coming back. Sniper, 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 like the, the original greatest sniper to play in the NHL, uh, 50 goal seasons, nine straight, uh, 10 seasons in the NHL. Uh, you know, he's got his, he's tied with Wayne Gretzky for the most 50 goal seasons. Uh, and he only played half the amount of seasons. Wow. So think about that. Like, it's incredible. Wow. Yeah. There's another trivia question. I just make them up and answer. I could. No, I'm, I'm way better at this. I'm way better at this. But seriously, guys, uh, a huge loss to the hockey community. Uh, folks, if you're not familiar with Mike Bossy and what he accomplished in the short amount of time he played in the NHL, please go back and watch highlights from his career because, you know, some of the things that he accomplished were just tremendous. I believe he scored 53 in his rookie season. Unbelievable stats for someone, you know, that that was unheard of back then, rookies stepping into the league, because that was back in the days where, you know, you uh, you didn't step in as a rookie and, and do those sorts of things. So, you know, just a, a huge loss and, uh, you know, big sadness across the hockey world uh, right now. What do you guys remember from the great Mike Bossy besides the number 22, which, you know, uh, I share with him as well? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, obviously it was before my time, but you know, that that's how powerful and, and kind of generational this guy was. Everybody knew who Mike Bossy was, even, you know, when I was growing up, people knew that knew the name, they knew what he was able to do. And, um, what, when, when, you know, COVID first started, it was, you know, the, they had canceled kind of all hockey. Right. And then they started re-showing, um, old playoff. So they went through these old playoffs. So, you know, I was sitting at home, nothing to do. So I watched, you know, two full playoff runs of these Islanders when they were going on those, you know, on the, on the back in their cup runs yeah. and you would watch this guy play and he, and he would score legit every game multiple times. Like yeah. we're just looking at his stats now. I mean, you know, three years in a row, he had almost a goal a game in the playoffs, you know, yeah, yeah. he had 50 goals every single season. He, went, yeah. he was in the league except for his <laughs> last insane. one. And then he retired I know. nine <laughs> straight to kick off your career. Yeah. I mean, just incredible. Uh, and, you know, it, it is, um, it's never easy when you leave kind of a giant of the game. And, um, you know, I think when people speak about him, it's similar to, to Crosby in just terms of like, you know, the, the way he was an ambassador of the game and um, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, our condolences to. Uh, well, just think about it, Jess. I mean, his line, uh, Clark Gillies and Brian Trotche, that, that line might go down as one of the greatest of all time. They won four yeah. consecutive cups. I mean, they were the cream of the crop yeah. uh, and they had Dennis Potvin and Billy Smith and uh, like, of course they were, but they, you know, having a guy like Gillies on the top line back in the day, you needed that, you know, like you needed to have some grind and bossy and with the, with the playmaking ability of Trache, just absolute golden line. Yeah, man. Um, and, and just, an, just a sniper and a great loss to the game. These stats are just out of control. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. even make sense. Right. Yeah. All right. So that is the Yardley brothers spill of the week. Jesse is still with us. A lot of lightning so happens behind you. Are you this lightning? Like, hopefully, like, hearing this lightning. Crazy. Yes, it's, I can hear the lightning loud and clear, Jess. Yeah. Well, you know, our uh, focus of tonight's podcast is the Tampa Bay Lightning. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, get to the next segment here before, uh, you know, you guys never hear from me again. Um, Psalm Sleeper, boys, change the pace here a little bit. I, this week's Psalm Sleeper is brought to you by Psalm, uh, the Red Bull for sleep. All you need to do is drink a can 30 minutes before you go to sleep, and it will help you fall asleep faster and sleep better throughout the night. They've already delivered over 2 million nights of sleep used by over 60 pro sports teams and Olympic athletes. You can check them out at getsalm.com. Use discount code ATP10 for 10% off. You got to check this. You got to check these guys out. Check this product out. Okay, boys. My Psalm Sleeper. You know what? I try not to you know, kick a horse when it's down. But guys, the Arizona Coyotes, like, I don't know if you've been watching these guys. <laughs> That's I don't know. not the first game I, will, I, I turn to when I, when I put the, put on the games yeah. in the morning. That's for sure. So they're now last, they're last in uh, the Western conference. It might be uh, Montreal might've even caught them now. I don't even Montreal's know. Montreal's ahead of them, oh, unfortunately. And now they're yeah. last, right? Two points yeah. ahead. So, okay, boys, listen to this. Okay. In their last uh, six games. Okay. Today they lost nine, one to Calgary. 
Yeah. Game before, 7-1 to Vancouver. Game before oh. that, 6-2 against Jersey. Game before that, 6-1 against the Knights. 5-1 against the Canucks before that. And then the, previously to that, dude, 6-1 to the uh, – yes, yeah, 6-1 to the Blues. So in their last six games, they've given up 38 goals, boys. Well, I don't feel I don't feel half as bad about the Habs eight three loss today or eight four loss to the Caps today, dude. Uh, I mean, and and now this that is, just is bad. That's some bad hockey that I'm right hearing, there. boys. Yeah, but I'm hearing that their American League team is in shambles as well. Guys aren't getting paid. Um, you know, we, we all know the story of they're moving into, you know, uh, the, the college rink with, you know, four or 5,000 seat seating. I mean, boys, is the NHL falling asleep on hockey in the desert? Like, is this just not working? I mean, why are they desperate to hold on to it? They're so desperate to hold on to this franchise in Arizona. Yeah. It just seems like they're just putting bandaid over bandaid over bandaid. Like, just let it go, guys. It failed. Yeah, yeah. it's just. I mean, what an abysmal showing. Like those look, man, if you're in the NHL and you lose seven one, what do you do the next game? Right? Like you come in, you better bounce you know, back. I know the season's over and I know, you know, guys are kind of, you know, whatever, worn down, whatever. But man, have a little bit of pride. Nine one, nine to one. And this is after coming off six two losses, six one, five one. Like, I mean, man. I don't know if it's just problems like, or, I mean, obviously organizationally, but this is just, it's embarrassing to the NHL. It's embarrassing to the sport. I mean, this team is completely asleep at the wheel fellas. Boys. I was actually watching the beginning of this game this morning. Um, it was one, nothing Arizona at the end of the first period. Wow. And it was six, one for Calgary at the end of the second period. <laughs> so um, this just got out of hand really quickly. Um, yeah, you kind of feel for, but I mean, like you said, just get some, have some pride here. There's, There's guys no way fighting. you should be losing like this. There should be, there should be 18 guys. Uh, it, well, aside from like maybe Phil Kessel and a couple of others, there should be 18 hungry hockey players on that team fighting for a job next year wow. because they, there's no way that this, the, this lineup and this roster should feel secure about their jobs next year. What do you think about that, Jess? Yeah, and you know what? I think the thing that stands out the most to me is their goal differential. I know we like to talk about that. They've been outscored by opponents by over 100 goals this year, boys. Over a hundred goals. And now I don't have ugly. the stats in front of me in terms of like, but that that's gotta be getting close to the worst ever. Like it, I've never seen ugly. I've never seen that. That is very ugly. Yeah. So no, well, you're right, man. I mean, you know, there's there's there, you know, I think Schmaltz is having a good year. Clayton Keller was having a great year before. Schmaltz obviously. just can't stay healthy. He's yeah. been injured his whole career. He's he's great when he's on when he's in the lineup. But, but man, yeah, I agree. Jess sleeper here, awesome. but I think Gary Bettman and the rest of the league are sleeping on the fact that this experiment is over. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't know why they keep battling for it. I mean, you know, I think we've talked about it before, but I'm I'm disgusted at the fact that they're allowing them to go and play in a college arena. I mean, it just it's going to make the league like a bit of a laughing stock when you know if you talk to someone in the NFL to be like, wait, you have a a rink that holds 5,000 people. Like it just, man, there's some big issue here and there's gotta be something going on behind the scenes on why they're keeping this, this team there. But yeah, once I heard these rumblings of, you know, the American, the issues in American hockey league, I mean, there's big problems in the desert right now, boys. Yeah. All right. It was, well, it was never made for ice. Come on. It's the desert. Yeah, exactly. The only oh. thing I can think of is they're holding it on, holding on to it so they can sell it. Vegas is enough. Know. They've got yeah. a team in the desert. They got, once, they enough. Got, they, once enough. Once enough. Time to wake up. Time to wake up, Coyotes. Thanks, yeah. Jess. And uh, yeah, time to wake up. All right. So before we get to our third period tonight, we got a couple dandy audio questions lined up for you guys. Uh, quick look at, yeah, quick look at the stats. Um, Jess, um, your boy, Austin Matthews. Uh, getting close to 60 goals. I mean, he did exactly what we thought he had to do. He had to get a hat trick right away uh, to, to jump up and get closer to 60, and he did it. So fully motivated off Austin Matthews right now. He's Is so he? Good. He's only he's two so goals good. away from 60. Um, okay. I hope. I hope he gets it. Yeah, I really hope he does. Um, besides that, Jess, uh, I wanted to 
to look at the uh, the goaltending stats first because our boy Igor is absolutely tearing it up lately. The New York Rangers are possibly going to win the Metro. Carolina's stumbling a bit right now. Igor Shesterkin's numbers uh, on the season are just incredible. 2.08. I mean, come on, Jess. This guy, uh, or so, sorry, 2.05 at the moment. And his save percentage, 935. Yeah, Absolutely, in my enough. opinion, running away, running away with, with the Vesna and a possible hard trophy winner, in my opinion. Um, that's, I think, the most impressive thing besides uh, Austin Matthews scoring 60. I don't know. What's the bigger story here, guys? Yeah, I think, you know, both of these guys have been well flagged all year. So, but, you know, Shesterkin, those numbers, I mean, when Carey Price won the MVP, um, you know, I think he, I think his goals against was sub that two number, which is shocking, but you know, Shesterkin's not far behind and you know, th- this, this Rangers team, you know, it's not like they're as juggernaut of a, of a hockey team, you know, like th- these guys have kind of turned it around. I, I think they will end up winning the Metro Carolina. Like you said, you, you called that one. They have been stumbling big time. I think in their last 16 games, they're seven, eight, and what is that? Seven, yeah. eight, and one right in their last then, 16 yeah years. Mm-hmm. um so so even this team I, I feel like since the all-star break they haven't had that same kind of jam that they had leading into it whereas you know the rangers have really picked it up um the capitals are finally starting to find their game again i mean i know they kind of got smacked by the leafs but you know who doesn't um <laughs> but uh you know Penn, but the metro man that's what the metro is it's always been like this like there's there's these four kind of really good teams, you know, Columbus went on a bit of a hot streak there for a little while. They, they've cooled off, but you know, that's the Metro I find has always been a weird enigma of a division where you never really know who's going to come out of it. And then even when the, you know, the chips do fall, when the playoffs hit, like who knows who's coming out of that division. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's going to be a crazy ending, man, because yeah. the Rangers with or drug land, obviously incredible. We've talked about it many times in the podcast, what he's doing there. Very balanced team, but when you got a team that's buying in like that and the hot goalie, I mean, we don't you don't have to look much farther than over to the uh, to the Western Conference and the St. Louis Blues, who are you know on an absolute tear. They're getting another run out of a rookie goalie or young, you know, a young goalie, Billy Huso. You know, things like this, like you get a hot goalie, this is what you need. This is how you go on a long, deep run in the playoffs. Okay. And, you know, it would be it would be an incredible feat if the Rangers were able to win a couple playoff series. So those are the stats jumping out to me, Jess. Roman Yossi coming back down to earth a little bit. Uh, Kale McCarr is slowly like catch or sorry, quickly catching up to him in the points race. Um, and, you know, the av- the usual suspects over the 100 mark uh, point at this time of year, Matthews, God, Joe Dreisaitl, Huber, Domic, David. So no surprises there. Mm. Um, any other stats that are jumping out at you, Jess? I think, I mean, it's, it's pretty well flagged, uh, but Colorado, man, you know, I think all of us had them. I think the whole hockey world had them, you know, kind of dominating the league, but they are dominating the league boys, 116 points on the year. They're on a nine game winning streak. You know, they're, they're healthy again. Nate's playing at just a crazy clip at five points in one game, I think against the blues the other day. Right. Um, you know, so, I mean, this is a team, this is the team to beat. I think this year today, I watched them play against Carolina. It was a fun game to watch really high scoring, but you know, everyone knows Colorado, but I'm telling you the way they're playing, you can tell that you can tell that this is now an experienced group. Uh, you know, guys like Nate now have, have been in the league quite a long time. Right. So a couple, a couple playoff series under their belt. I mean, this could be the year, you know, it's never easy to get through a cup and you're gonna have to get through some good teams, but man, I'm all in on Colorado boys. I'm still on my, I'm still on my uh, Florida Panthers. I was a bit nervous. I think last podcast I was a bit nervous after the Giroux trade, but They've not, they've done nothing but win since they picked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing I'll say, the last thing I'll say, the last podcast we had, the Bruins were at playing at an insane clip. And so was the lightning, but both of these teams have kind of cooled off in the last two weeks. Boys, what do you think it is? It's Bruins. They're good. 
Don't worry about it. Uh, well, after the trade <laughs> deadline, a couple, a few teams went, you know, the right direction. A couple teams kind of stalled, and uh, it seems the Tampa Bay Lightning is one of those teams that, you know, they're five, three, and two in their last ten. It's not the end of the world, but yeah, um, you know, and, and Brian Elliott's played a couple of games, but anyway, you know, I'm not too worried about Tampa Bay. They'll figure no. it out. They'll be ready they'll come playoff time. Run, but yeah. they've gone on some pretty long runs, as we all know, the last few years, boys. So. Uh, yeah, maybe just a little stumble, but I wouldn't be too worried about them. And the Bruins, yeah, I I still like the Bruins' chances. The only uh, the only issue is they're going to have to. There looks like they're going to be a wild card team, and uh, that first round in the East is going to be really tough. Whether you're playing Florida or Carolina or the Rangers, there's no easy out there. So, yeah, yeah going to be interesting to see. And uh, yeah, we won't have to wait too long because. Uh, we only have a, a half dozen games to, to get to the playoffs, boys. So, Paulie, how are you feeling about your Bruins right now? Uh, like you say, boys, I'm not really worried about it. I think that they're going to win the cup this year, so everything's good. It's good. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's, uh, let's bring on tonight's third period. Tonight's third period is brought to you by our good friends at Wheelhub Asia. Wheelhub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three-on-three inline hockey league. Wheelhub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, boys, the CIHL is back. Jess, are you flying in this Saturday for the return of Hong Kong's elite ice hockey league? Dude, if I could, I would, man. I, I miss playing so bad. It'd be great to see everybody. It's awesome to see the leagues coming back. It's going to be great for those guys. And, and hockey. hockey is back in Hong Kong, baby. Folks, if you're not doing anything this coming Saturday night, come and drop by the Discovery Bay Arena uh, for some ice hockey, as they like to say around here. Ice hockey. Speaking of the CIHL, though, who is the first player to post a 100-point season for an NHL team that recorded less than 20 wins? I'm not giving you any kind of 100 points for a really bad team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a team that was really bad. This guy got 100 points. I'm not giving you any multiple choice because both of you, that obviously was way too easy. Both of you got it right. wins, boys. They got, they got, no, no, no. Less than 20 wins. Can you give us a decade? Can you give us an era at least? It's in the 90s. It's in the 90s. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, boys, come on. You were kind of born. Vinny Domfus. Vinny Domfus Sharks. Uh, I like that pump a boost. Vinny Domfus. Was it Domfus? I, I like your Sharks. I like where you're going with the Sharks uh, because a couple of weeks I ago, like this... I believe Polly threw us a question about the team that had the least amount of wins. Jess, I mean, it's all upstairs, buddy. You're just banking this stuff. This, eh? this boy got a memory on him. This boy got a memory. He does. Can't wait to be like, told I'm wrong. I, I like your memory, though. All right, I'm gonna go. I I do is uh, Polly. By the sounds of that, he's right. I'm, I'm so, not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's right. Okay, my initial my initial thoughts. Not was, saying he's wrong either. Not saying he's wrong. My initial thoughts were Peter Forsberg with the with the Nordiques, maybe. Ooh, was really the, that bad? Is, yeah. The only other I mean, guy 19, I could think of would be Yash. That would have been like 1991. I don't or Sackick or Forsberg with the with the Nordiques, but you could be right with Don Foos. when you said that. That sounded pretty good, Paulie. Where where are we at? Well, you you're saying Forsberg, Jesse yeah. saying uh, Don Foos. Vinny, Don Foos. Chris, you're absolutely right. It was 1991 season, oh, and it was damn. the other guy. It was the other guy that you just mentioned. It was Joe Sackick. Sackick. Oh, oh, no way, yeah. man. So close. Uh, so close. So close. So close. Bad, you did I, I am going to take a little bit of, you know, I, a little I bit mean, out of that one because you know, I was something. close. 
They very, yeah, very, very close. Booby prize. Booby prize. You, you did wow, say I the didn't guy's know that name. The, uh, I didn't know that the Nordiques were, were that bad. I, I mean, that's probably factored into why they got moved, right? Well, that or why Eric Lindros didn't want to go on the team. I mean, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Big E uh, does what the Big E wants. So. I'm that's sure right. that's how, all to do with the, the coaching. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, they, they suck. Wow. They suck. I did not know that. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, close call there, boys. Close call. Close. Not bad. Close. Not bad. Close. I mean, not bad. Like still it. wrong like on it. all fronts, but still, still wrong. wrong. Yeah, still wrong. this still is wrong. not horseshoes, boys. This is no. not horseshoes. No. no all right, no. Paul. I believe we got a couple dandy audio questions lined up for this week. Why don't we get right to those? Uh, who do you got for us to start off? I don't know about dandy, but let's start off with this one here. Okay, boys, listen. All right, here we go. Okay, I got two questions for you guys. Who's the MVP of the Canucks this season? Would it be Thatcher Demko or? JT Miller. And my second question is should the Canucks go back to their old black unis, the skate logo? So yeah, Keith Fong coming in with a couple of questions there. The great Keith Fong, uh, uh, one of the pioneers of hockey here Come, in Hong Kong, coming through couple, with a couple knucks questions. Couple of knuckers, couple of knuckers. Uh, what do hey, you guys I'll, think? MVP? I'll, I'll, MVP? I think the MVP, guys. I mean, as when I saw this, I took a look at these stats, and JT Miller has a 91 points right now in 73 oh, yeah. games. Yeah. Out of nowhere, I mean, yeah, JT yeah. Miller, and yeah. I've the, the 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 amount of games I've seen from the Nucks late in third periods in crunch time, JT Miller has been an absolute stud. Um, and for him to get this to lead the team in points, uh, you know, maybe might get a hundred points, should get a hundred points this year. Mm. Uh, pretty impressive to me. Thatcher Demko coming into his own 2.64 goals against is decent. Um, and a 918 save percentage. But for me, the MVP of this team is Barbecue Bruce. Barbecue uh, Bruce. Barbecue <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boys, this has been this has been a different team since that guy walked. Yeah. yeah, you're totally right. And this was, uh, you know, if, if you can remember, I think we picked. You know, these guys were one of our psalm sleepers, and then they ended up firing. Uh, you know, firing the, the entire yeah. staff. Um, yeah. And you know, credit to credit to JT Miller too, man. He was he was thrown under the bus last year, big time. Really subpar season for him, less than a point a game, and then this year he's really answered the bell. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I would say just by, I don't know, I don't know anyone on that team, but just by watching this team from afar, when you just watch him on the ice and they, you know, they show close-ups of him on the bench to me, he strikes me as a guy who doesn't put up with any bullshit in the locker room. Yeah. Like he just seems like such a fierce competitor and you got a team of so many young kind of studs and stars where, you know, they could probably be, be the center of attention and. To me, this guy just is probably like walking around that room like the sheriff, making sure everyone's in line. And um, you know, and, and before Bruce Boudreau took over, he he was still he he wasn't producing, you know. So when right. Boudreau came in, he's got him rocking and rolling. So you know, I mean, it's all leads to Boudreau. I agree with you, Ivany. But yeah, I mean, man, what an incredible season this guy's having. And not just yeah. stat wise, I think why he's so valuable to that team and so important. And I bet you. I bet you, if you were to ask multiple guys on that team, they might be like, oh yeah, he, you know, I, I don't know if I'd bring him to my wedding. Like he just strikes me as a guy who's like just an intense <laughs> dude. You know, know bring him to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the line of the week. Quote of the week yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So great question. I'm going with JT. I'm going with JT. I was as the Canucks MVP this year. Okay, absolutely. and the logo, logo, are you guys gonna change? Oh, it back I'm going. Oh, absolutely, yeah. change it. Back yeah. to you the know, glass. it's funny, man. Yeah. It's funny the way these things work, dude. Like, I remember when I think it was in 2006, or or maybe it was 2007, when the kind of the NHL in general like made that big switch, like all these kind of jerseys changed, and the retro style was completely out of fashion, but. You know, you look around kind of pro sports in general, this retro looks kind of coming back. So, um, you know, I, do I love the Jersey? Probably, probably not my favorite, but you know, I think the Canucks could use, man, I don't really like their Jersey that much anyway. So yeah, why not bring it back? Kind of go on trend, yeah. the retro trend, but yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'm as crazy as the rest of the kind of the hype around that Jersey. 
I do enjoy it when they bring it back once in a while. I don't know if I'd like seeing it every night. It is a pretty intense jersey, but yeah. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a classic. It's a classic. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, if, you pair, if, you, if you pair that up with the old Jofa, the old white and or black and black and uh, just bring Pavel Burry back. Just bring Pavel Burry back. That's just what we really want here. Pavel Burry, Trevor <laughs> yeah. Linden. Let's let's bring all the old. Boys all right, Russian Gretzky. Bring them all back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keith, yeah. Mr. Keith Fong, thank you so much for the questions. Uh, and we know you're a big Nux fan, and uh, we'll see you Saturday night as we reopen the CIHL. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, got another question for us, Polly? Uh, I got some arsehole that sent something. Yeah. Hello. Across the pond, uh, hosts and listeners, it's Maritime Rob. Uh, it's been a long time since I called in uh, because, well, the Oilers went, well, let's just forget about, you know, December, November, January. Let's just think about what's going on now with the Oilers. All right. So we got uh, a couple of good games here. They seem to be, you know, coming together at the right time. Do I have reason for my hopes to be up at all? What do you give their chances? Just curious. So in case you're wrong, I can come back and listen to this laugh. Uh, I mean, assuming that you say that they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. Anyways, just want to get your thoughts on my team. Bye-bye. I thought we were going to get through the rest of the season without a a message from that guy, but uh, apparently... Maritime Rob is back in the case, of course. Good Maritime to have you Rob. back, Maritime Rob. Yeah. Good Maritime to have Rob you back. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought I would have preferred when he talks about the Sabes, but uh, I guess the Sabes aren't doing as well as well as the uh, the Oilers right now. Sabes are out. Oilers are in. Boys, what do you think? Good to have you back, Maritime Rob. Jess, I'll let you take the first run at this one. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we talked about him a little bit already on the show. Um, you know, when you have the type of talent and a guy like Connor McDavid and dry you know, these guys already have the individual accolades already. Now it's time they want to perform in the playoffs. And these guys are that good where they can pick up this team and get them over that hump and just, you know, give, give everyone else that boost. And, you know, some of the other additions they've made, I mean, uh, you know, Evander Kane, Evander Kane has been huge for this team. You know, Nugent Hopkins looks health, healthy now. He's, I, I still think he's, you know, arguably one of the better second line centermen in the league. Um, I, I'm still a bit nervous with their decor. And Mike, I know we talked about Mike Smith, but man, like he can either go on like a back to back shutout streak and take a team to the conference final, like he did with the Coyotes, or, you know, he could let in six in the first six shots, you know, <laughs> and then get suspended. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> break a break a few sticks. Get in a yeah, fight. So you know, if I had to, if I had to say, do I think the Edmonton Oilers can go on and win a Stanley Cup this season? A lot of things would have to go right, <laughs> but I think I could see it. I think I could still see it in my head. I think I could see him going on a deep run. Um, you know, you get some of those kids to keep playing well. Um, but if I'm betting on them, you know, maybe get out of the first round and, you know, then you're going to match up against a Colorado, a Calgary, you know, like, I don't know, boys, it's a tough one, man. I mean, it's so hard to predict, but Ivany, what do you think, bud? Honestly, man, um, you know, I predicted this team to go to the cup finals uh, against the Islanders this year. Um, (laughs) The, the Islanders pick not so great. Whoops. Yeah. Okay. But that's enough as, said. Moving on. Thanks. As, yeah, I look exactly. at this, as I look at this team right now and the run that they're on, uh, they got a motivated group right now. The new coach came in and completely turned things around. They're scoring a lot of goals. They're really deep right now. And they're hundred percent. They're as healthy as they've been all year. The they're as healthy as they're going to be because cleft bombs not coming back. But if you look down the middle, you got McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins. You know, it's hard to compete with that. Yeah. No team. I, I I don't think any team's competing with that. And then you got Kane and Pugliarvi paired together. Don't forget Mr. Zach Hyman, who's uh, going to be, he's going to be a playoff kind of guy. Yeah, that's a good point. With, he's paired up with Yamamoto. And then Fogel seems to be turning things up a little bit yes. uh, recently as well. So, I mean, it's a deeper team than, than you know, they have been all year. Uh, for them to go on a run, 
they have to stay 100% healthy. Uh, Mike Smith's going to have to continue to play like, like he's playing right now. And they're going to have to get lucky because they're going to either have to run up against Calgary or Colorado at some point. And uh, they're not as good as either of those teams. So to win those series, a lot has to go your way, like you said, Jess. But yeah. do they have a and chance? I'll say, and I'll say, yes, I'll say one more thing, they have too. a chance. Yeah. I'll say one more thing, too. You know, everybody knows that, you know, when playoffs hits, the game changes, right? Everything gets a little bit tighter, you know, and you get away with just a little bit more. And, and you know, what, you know, what that means is, you know, you get away with that little extra hold or a little extra, you know, extra split second to make contact and all this stuff. And that's what makes it so difficult for star players leaving from the season to the playoffs. But what is what the point I want to make here is that McDavid and Drysaddle are so good that any time a team comes and plays them, they already play that way against these guys. So if there's any two players that are used to playing in that, you know, tight, focused, forecheck type of game, it's going to be McDavid and it's going to be Drysaddle. And remember, last year in the playoffs, you know, when they when they got beat up by by the Jets, they didn't do anything. So you you you're going to bet that you know a guy like McDavid's going to be like, look, that's not going to be the book on me. I will not allow that. So I, I imagine him getting like 10 points in the first round, like just exploding in the first round, first three games, watch out. So, and if there's anyone who can play that style of game and is used to being kind of keyed in on, I mean, these guys have done it since the second they've gotten a lead. Yeah. If they can stay that deep and get the goal scoring across the board, throw out dry side on McDavid on the power plays together. If they don't have to go to them together, you know, like pair them up because yeah. being them being down a couple goals and panicking, throwing Leon together with Connor is not what you want. Um, yeah. If they can stay in games with their depth, I mean, it is a team that can go on a run. So maritime run. It's all about goaltending. There is it's a chance. Yeah, your future and your hopes lie in Mike Smith, and you're just throwing the dice. Like yeah, who knows exactly. what you're gonna get? So that's what I think. But yeah, great yeah, good question, to have you back, Rob. maritime Rob. Uh, so Jess, before we uh, end the episode tonight, I'm going to ask you a serious question about your Leafs. I know you're dying, just chomping at the bit over there to talk about Thank the God. Leafs. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a tricky question. So what, why will the Leafs win the cup this year? And why will the Leafs not win the cup this year? If they get to the cup final, it's going to be on the back of two things. Number one, like most teams, Campbell will, 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 will play out of his mind. And, you know, similar to what he did in the first round last year, if, you know, if you can remember back, I mean, Carey Price, we all know what he did last year, but, but Campbell was right there in terms of stats. Yeah, his numbers the second were amazing. Thing, the second thing they're going to need is they're going to need Mitch Marner and more than Matthews, they're going to need Mitch Marner to have a Conn Smythe type playoffs. He's going to need to do it, not just stat-wise, He's going to need to play both sides of the puck and playoffs too, man. This guy plays penalty kill, power play, five on five, four. Like he plays it all. And they're going to need him. Like they're going to need him to carry the same kind of weight that Bergeron carries. You know, right. he's going to need to play that way. So not only when he, you know, is on the ice, he needs to contribute. He needs to slow down, you know, Kucherov, Point. Like he needs to outperform these guys. Obviously, Matthews needs to get it done as well. But I think Marner is going to be key. And the last thing I'll say about the Leafs, if they have a shot to win, they'll win because guys like Tavares and Nylander in the depth. Similar to when Pittsburgh won a few years back when they had Kessel kind of on that third line and they just mobbed other teams when, when their depth got on. That's what they're going to need. And, and you know what? I find that depth-wise, like guys like Engvall, uh, Mikhaev, these guys are finally starting to come through and play Kerfoot. I mean, he's been a bit slow, but so if they're going to win, it's going to be because Marner gets like 35 points, um, yeah. but plays like perfect two way game. Um, Campbell plays, uh, stands on his head. Honestly, I think the decor just needs to kind of just play a, a solid six man rotation. Um, and then it's all, it's, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, can guys like Tavares and Nylander really kind of, you know, contribute. Right. Good answer, Jess. And why is it that the Leafs will not win the cup this year? None Again, of that I goes right. None of that goes right. <laughs> yeah. The opposite. Mitch Marner does backwards. not do that. Yeah. Mitch Marner sucks. Yeah. yeah. So look, I think where the Leafs, the, where the Leafs have a bit of weakness is, you know, when, when they get into those really tight 
small zone gritty games where they can't get that full ice kind of speed going if their power play doesn't perform like they did for the belt the second half of last year and the playoffs if their power play can't get them that big goal when they need it then they're going to run into trouble right so why they won't win is that their depth kind of like think about it right if they're matching up against um you know tampa bay in the first round or the bruins right and last year against montreal you know, everyone, it's notorious how, you know, the top line didn't perform, but they also weren't getting scored on that much where we were really getting hurt was when, you know, our fourth line guys, like when Spets were on the ice, they, they were just getting chewed out by, you know, Montreal's fourth line, Corey Perry. And these guys, you know, those were the guys who led the series in, in scoring. Right. So yeah. um, you can't, I think as a fourth liner and a third liner, you do not want to be the deciding factor in, in any game. You just want to get on the ice, do what you need to do, you know, be a zero. Uh, Plus That's minus right. Zero. You just be yeah. net, right? You just yeah. want to be net out. Um, on the back end, I think they're one injury away from really having a hole right now. If they can just stay healthy, I really like this Labushkin guy they picked up from him that they rescued from Arizona. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, been exactly. a, he's been a stud since he showed up playing on that first line with Morgan Riley. Just yeah. a rock solid defenseman. Letting Morgan Riley kind of play his offensive game. I think Morgan Riley now has sixty five points on the year, boys. Um, TJ Brody looks great. Giordano's just slotted in nicely. And again, what I like about Giordano is that all they need from him is 18, 19 solid minutes of hockey a night. That's That's true. And if these six, if this group of six D men can stay healthy, I think, I think they have a shot, but again, you know, one of them goes down, one of them gets hurt. Um, you know, Jack Campbell kind of slows up just like any team. If your goalie doesn't play well, they'll, they'll be in trouble, but the way they won't win is if that, again, if Marner, like I just said about Edmonton, when the game gets a bit tighter, if these guys can't find a way to get it done, then they're going to be in big trouble. Yeah, well said, Jess. Uh, I'm a little worried they got a few important injuries right now. You know, you talked a lot about their depth. Kasha and uh, on the IR, Sandine, Muzzin's day-to-day. You need all these guys healthy. Um, yeah. but you're right to mention, you know, I just wanted to mention one of the things that you talked about was Campbell last year in the playoffs was not the Leafs problem. No, uh, he, he played really well. So he should be going into the, he should be going into the playoffs pretty confident. Um, so yeah, uh, you never know. Could be, could be the year. It's just so it, tough. It, so it's only been teams. 55 years. So <laughs> statistically it's bound to happen. Right. Paul, I mean, come on. Stand. Stand. I'm ready. Just I'm ready to be heard again. I, he, just, he was waiting all that time to say 55 years. I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, anyway. they, 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 listen, they got a better chance this year than the Habs. Let's just say absolutely 100%. Oh, Paul, you've been waiting all night to say that. Haven't you? Well, hey, hey, it doesn't take much of <laughs> shit on the Habs. Right. So, that's true. Hey, I will I will uh, mention it's great to have Carey Price back. He played a great game, his first game back against the Islanders. Uh, really happy to see, you know, he's got been we don't know exactly what he's been through in the last year, but I'm sure it's been really, really tough. Uh, mm. so welcome back, Carey Price, but don't win any more games, okay? Uh you pass the Arizona hey. Coyotes. Make sure the Coyotes get on a little hot streak here yeah. and uh, t- and finish ahead of you so we can get that first pick. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, great to have Carey Price back. Yeah. As always, gentlemen, great to talk hockey with you guys. It's been an exciting yeah. time of the year. Playoffs are coming. We're going to have hockey every single day. Great yep. series coming up. Can't wait, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, See you in uh, in the two weeks. We'll be doing our playoff previews. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. Sounds good. All Boom. right. We'll s- take care, gentlemen. That was across See the you pond. fellas. And that's a wrap. I love it. No story from Uncle Paul this week. Oh, my goodness. We forgot story time. Uh, it's Damn, all right. Dude. It's no. all right. Let's plug all it right. in right now, Polly. Boys, there's no, there's, there's no story this week. There's just facts. Okay. We got facts. All right, folks. Uh, do you want me to do a little plug in here? Nope. We're keeping this live, baby. We're doing it live. <laughs> <laughs> Let's run, baby. Let it run, baby. Run. Keep it rolling. Gather around, children. There are actually three Stanley Cups out there. The original bowl is called the Dominion Hockey Challenge Cup. Then there's the authenticated Presentation Cup. And the third one is the Spelling Corrected Permanent Cup, which is on display at the Hockey Hall of Fame whenever the Presentation Cup 
is not available. That's it. We're done, folks. Facts. Thank you very Dropping much. Facts. Still coming facts. <laughs> now I you know. There are actually three cups out there. There's three cups. There's three cups. 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 We're done. Not one. Thank you very much. All right, boys. It's officially a wrap. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to AcrossThePondHK.com or find us on social media at AcrossThePondHK. Apparently, Rick McLeish was a player. He was M A C L E I S H McLeish. I'm just going to say McLeish. <laughs>